0: Hello and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Hello and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. Again, we are here with our conversation on love part two with Debbie Asparsa. If you are coming into part two and you haven't heard part one, I highly encourage going back to part one um, to hear from this ever-strengthening, ever-softening leader heart loved one. You know, Debbie, I almost said, I almost in your intro, As I want to be like, welcome, the biggest pumpkin in the world, Debbie (laughs) Esparza. Because I had this such a feeling of love as I was, and Lauren was like, can you do it? And I was like, not in the real intro, I have to be professional for a little bit, but here we are (laughs) part two. Um, So I want to dive right in. And I wanted to just ask you about through the course of your life, how, and again, you've talked about this, but whatever comes through at this moment, how you have and how you do keep coming back to love through all the times of adversity, living in systems of oppression as a self-titled brown gay boomer. That's how you identify parts or three parts of yourself as a brown gay boomer. So how do you come back to love in the midst of adversity
1: wow um sometimes it really takes
0: effort yeah um
1: because sometimes in that adversity there's there's fear and um uh you know that's that's when i'm not you know saying that that's a day that i didn't say good hello love (laughs) you know you know and um When I realize that what I'm feeling is other people's fear, Mm -hmm. then I can slowly get myself back to my own love and and knowing that I'm safe and that I'm surrounded by my angels and and my chosen community that Mm -hmm. um, welcomes me and, again, holds me in this outstretched arm space that I'm doing right now. Yes. But sometimes it's dark first, yeah. right, you know, yeah. and it's tearful. And, you know, I can't believe somebody just said that to me or I can't believe that that experience just happened. Um, and then I have to set it aside and say, well, that's that's what they think. Mm. And what they think isn't what I feel. Mm. Um, you know, again, you and I have done a lot of work on me understanding Am I thinking this or am I feeling this? And I try to get to my feel faster than I get to my think.
0: Yeah,
1: and that that helps me. That helps me a lot. But um, you know, the as I shared um, in part one, there's there's a lot of my careers where I've not been, I have not been able to be a brown gay. Well, I wasn't a boomer then, but, you know, that I, I haven't been able to be my full self and, mm-hmm. um, you know, had to hide or, or lie or deceive um, so that I was accepted in in my career and in my career paths. And that was very hurtful to me, and I had to bury some of some of this love that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and now I don't feel like I need to do that Um but I can still see, you know, those. I can see these systems of oppression so very clearly, and I, I think the tangent here is um, I, I'm also really aware of the privilege that I have. I'm educated. I own a home. I have a good job, and it's my responsibility to to love and 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 to to community, to share those things and to use my privilege to change these systems for access for everyone else, right? I've been successful in, in many ways. How do I use that to create more space for other folks to live their fullest life and, and to live in a space of love rather than fear or scarcity or yes. or oppression, Um that's, that's what's exciting for me right now. And, and it shows up in a lot of different ways. Um, but it often shows up just because I show up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. It, you know, it, yeah. it, I mean, yeah. that sounds, I've never said it that way before, but um, when I can show up and say, have you asked people? Do you realize that, that there's a barrier there that's keeping people from accessing your program or, or this, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And and they can't always see it. Um, and and again, because I've lived through some of these things with my privilege and with an understanding that not everyone has had a life like mine, mm-hmm. but may have intersections like mine. That's where I, I kind of kick into a little more action.
0: Um, what could you could you describe just a little bit about the. F- how it felt in your body this is like looking back right With the, but mm-hmm. wh- when you had to hide or repress or lie right like if you when mm-hmm. you had to really hold back the truth of who you are i'm just curious how that felt in your body Versus now that it flows freely, how that feels in your body. That could be a physical thing and energetic, but how did it feel looking back from where you are now? Because maybe it's all you knew then, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. How did it feel when you had to hide who you were to fit in and be successful and quote unquote, be loved, be belong? Yeah,
1: I, I think it felt, um, it, it felt, well, bad. Um, but it was hurtful. I mean, I was sad. I was Mm -hmm. probably depressed. Um, I, 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 you know, I shrunk a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't want to be seen because when I, you know, the thing is, I mean, this is who I am now when I'm seen, you see all of me Mm -hmm. and, and there was so long that I couldn't dare be seen lest you see my girlfriend yeah. um in in the background or um you know that I came from a a, a Mexican family um you know I'm, I'm a light-skinned latina and and we spent a lot of time trying to assimilate mm-hmm. and and pretending we weren't um Mexican and <laughs> that, that was mm-hmm. very hurtful and harmful yes. um and uh even when I started, understanding my sexuality, it was hurtful and harmful because that didn't fit the mold. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, how did, how did it feel? How did it show up in my body? Probably, you know, I can remember, you know, the, the stressors I had as a younger person, there were, you know, there were headaches, they were in my shoulders, you know, it was, it was just, you know, I think throughout, um, you know, often a little pang in your stomach, going like, "This is not right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? um, and now I think I'm a little, I, I'm a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not in not in pounds per se, but in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and it feels good. It feels mm-hmm. good. I can walk. You know, those days again. I, I'm I'm back to hello, love. Those those mornings, I w- I wake up and I walk a little straighter. Yeah, right. I, my head's held a little bit higher. Yes. Um, instead of you know slumping out of bed and going like, ah, you know everything yeah. hurts. Right. But I can really feel when I when I give
0: that to myself. Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It all, the word that's coming to me is dignity. Mm, um, yeah. Good one. From yourself and from the world and from other the other thing I'm getting is cause I've I've had the gift of like seeing you on stage speaking, seeing you dancing, which we'll talk about in a minute. Like and all I can think of is in those moments, which this won't be every moment, right? Because we're human, we ebb, we flow, we contract, we expand, but there you have more from knowing you, you have more experiences now of being you and places where you can be you than the alternative, right? Where the balance used to be different, right? Absolutely. When I see you speaking or... Dancing, or even like I imagine you waking up and being like, Hello, love. Like, what comes to my mind is like, shine bright like a diamond. (laughs) Like, Uh there's this, there is that light that just gets brighter and brighter. And again, you don't have to have it full, full glow every moment, but you know it. So, and you continue. What's so interesting is your, you and your divine team and your angels, like, you keep choosing to grow that allow it to grow and then simultaneously you are doing that work to change the world so that that space exists for more and more people or those resources or those reminders or those like and yes 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 it's mm-hmm. i want to i want to and then we're going to we're going to come back go forward to to pride in a moment mm-hmm. but i was curious if you could share a time in your life when, like looking back at your life journey, where fear was so loud, like it literally almost stopped you or kept you in bed or like had you say no to something. And then it almost felt like the river of love, right? Like took you, force of love moved you anyway. Um, so it went from that, like fear was like, don't you dare, Debbie, right? <laughs> like, don't you dare do this. And then the force of love, it almost felt like it over. Came you, or it guided you forward? Yeah. Do you have an? Uh, I mean, I know you have so many examples, but any example that pops of of an experience like that?
1: Yeah, I'm going to tell you about one in, in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. Again, I was that bank manager, mm-hmm. and I was um, living with a woman that I'd been with for probably five years, maybe four years by then. Um, so, you know. She was a big part of my life, and 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 all of my friends and my family knew her. Um, and and two parts of this. So mm. at work, you know, when I would go to galas and things in the, in the community, um, she would stay home. I would beg a, a guy friend of mine, you know, to rent a tuxedo and take me to the gala. Mm. Now it's always challenging too to to be my plus one. At one of those, cause I'm working, mm-hmm. right. I'm, 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 you know, at that point I was a banker, right. So I was talking to all my customers and, you know, being all that. Um, but there I was with one of my guy friends and, and my partner stayed home. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, I did that out of fear, mm-hmm. yeah. right. That they wouldn't accept me either if I came by myself mm-hmm. or if I brought my partner. And so I, you know, begged my guy friend. Um, and that was so uncomfortable that that really led me to, to quitting and then having a bit of a, a my, my, well, I call it my first midlife crisis um, <laughs> at the age of 29 um, saying this is so not aligned. yeah. And, and I, and I left a good job, not knowing what I was going to do and just spent some time, you know, trying to reinvent myself and, ultimately ended up in, in graduate school. Mm. Um, but during that time too, you know, I'm, I'm realizing that this partner and I, you know, been together a long time, you know, marriage wasn't legal. Um, and, uh, yet I, I decided that we, you know, I would ask her, uh, to, to have a, um, uh, unity ceremony, um, cause we'd been together and, and it seemed the right thing to do in our, in our, in the progression of our, um, relationship. And when I told my family, um, it was met with such opposition and, and, um, dismay is not even the right word. Um, it was met with significant opposition such that I was asked not to invite any of my family members, lest this, this, particular member of my family be embarrassed at this, um, you know, spectacle that we were planning that we were going to have, you know, just going to be a little ceremony in our backyard for Pete's sakes. Um, but that, that was fear because I was, it was being threatened that I would, was going to be, you know, kind of like ousted from the family. Mm -hmm. Um, the reality of that is that again everyone in the family knew because she was with me all the time we mm-hmm. lived together she she did family holidays family you know dinners every week so there was no surprise that this person was in my life mm-hmm. and that we operated as a unit mm-hmm. but the fact that i was naming it mm-hmm. and claiming it um it again this this many years later, I'm still processing it because I can it, I can still be very hurt by this. Um, but it it wasn't my fear; it was this other person's fear mm-hmm. of how people would see them, and and not how people would see me. Because mm-hmm. everyone saw me, mm-hmm. and again, you know, extended members of my family say, "Grandma knew." <laughs> You know, and she still loved you. and you know, such and such cousin, you're like, how come you're not telling? like, well, because I was told not to tell. Um, and I think, you know that that's been hurtful. and again, you know, I've done lots of work trying to to set that aside um, and stay in my own embracing of that uh, uh, that that, you know, I am, I'm I am loved and I can be loved. And I deserve to be in, in a companionship or a partnership. But I think there's been a lot of my life in the last, you know, decade or so. That I'm like, well, maybe it's going to be easier if I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I don't have a relationship so that, the, you know, people won't be upset or are or, or concerned. But now I'm going, like, you know, again, that's their fear. It's not my fear. Right. Um, and I had to just set that aside. But that, that was, you know, the force of love is moving me forward anyway right now as I'm calling into the universe for connections and friendships and, and, and new adventures um, that are showing up, you know, a lot because I'm now going like, yeah, that's, I'm worthy. And and I want, and I want to be in this, in this love space. Um, Again, not in a, in like when we, When we started, when I thought love was a person, it's just this, love is this space. Yeah. So, you know, I think that time started in my late 20s, early 30s, you know, now three decades later, um, I think it's still something I'm learning and embracing
0: Yes, 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 and thank you so much for sharing that that story, that example, that hurt, um, mm. and as a as a piece and a part, right, of of your story, of your experience, of your life experience. One th- one thing that I see, just take this or leave this, or as you're talking about it, and this, so of course, here we go right into Pride Month, right, and the. And the full picture, right? Of that again, you know, pride started as a mm-hmm. protest, right? Mm-hmm. Like so very interesting. So grateful for that story and also connecting just like the journey as it continues. Um I was gonna go I was actually gonna go one place, but I think I I think I'm gonna go another because I want you to share, share more, but um I am so curious, connected to that story, the part of you that could have, right? That we all have, that's like, okay, I will, I'm going to shut this part of me down, right? And again, you just talked about many parts of your mm-hmm. life where you did that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut this part of me down. I'm going to disconnect from this part of my identity. I'm going to keep this from the world. Like, what do you feel like is... And again, this doesn't take away the hurt. This doesn't take away the effect of certain experiences whatsoever. And yet, again, knowing you, you did not, after that moment, be like, okay, well, then I'm going to hide this from my family and the world forever. You did, you know what I mean? I'm going to, or I'm going to choose not to be in this, or I'm going to choose not to be who I am in my experience. And this ebbs and flows. This isn't just like a growth that only grows. Like, it, it ebbs and flows it it's like that river it goes around the bend it gets slower it gets faster but when I when I look at you and your life and how you share who you are and how you love and who you love um, There is something in you, right, that like guides you to be like more and more committed to your truth, right? More and more open to what's next for you. More and more, again, it's like that inner guidance versus external conditions are giving you, you very early on. Left. If someone was like, "Here's the printout of how your life should go," you're like, "Well, (laughs) this isn't gonna work." I mean, like, you threw out that script very early, and again, through like more than we could ever talk about on a ninety-minute podcast, right? Like, but what what is the part of you? And I'm asking this too for the for the people who are listening to this too, who are at a part, a piece, a point, a crossroads in their life where conditioning and family or the society's telling them one thing and their heart and soul is telling them another. And that other is actually what's making our world, right? It's changing our world, it's evolving our world. So mm-hmm. what was the part of you that kept moving forward and embracing who you are, even when you went through, again, hurt, rejection, right? What felt like rejection of like, yeah, what kept you going?
1: Interesting. Um, what's coming to mind is not an answer I, I would have thought, but um, part of part of how I see myself now. Like before, during that hurt and during that that very challenging time, I thought it was because I was with a person, mm-hmm. right? I thought it was because I was with, and and that's how people knew I was a lesbian, right? Because I had a partner, a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I haven't been in relationship. And, and now I actually embrace my, my gayness, my lesbianness more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's not about yeah. being in partnership for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's really just who I am. Yes. And, and I was able to, or I think I'm still working on seeing myself as that identity mm-hmm. and, yeah. and being loving with it. And it yeah. doesn't mean that I need to be in relationship in order to, to be loved.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and uh, if that makes sense. Although I have heard myself say if I meet her pretty soon, we could still have a 20-year run. Um, <laughs> or more. Or more. <laughs> uh, But, yeah. you know, I, I think it once I disconnected Um my lesbian identity from the person I was with, mm. then that let me hold it in my own power differently. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause in a way, then it makes it less conditional mm-hmm. and more of innate. Mm-hmm. More just innate. Right. <laughs> so so connected to again, we're in Pride Month. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you 1 million questions about, and you just, you've just actually answered shared probably more than I could have asked for originally, actually. So we're, we're already kind of there, but connected to pride. Why is pride for you again, being a member of the LGBTQIA plus community and again, the way you're describing it, I'm so grateful for it because it it feels like an ownership um, as you describe who you are, right? And it, also the humanity of the parts. You're so like digesting, releasing, healing, like using to alchemize this mm-hmm. full human experience because you're doing that all the time. But yeah, what, what does pride mean to you? Why is it important? What does it mean for young people who are perhaps in the exact spot you were at that moment you were inviting to the unity ceremony? Yeah. Anything you feel called to share about pride? Yeah, you know, the
1: this, this little tidbit that I'll share um, just popped in. I was at an airport uh, a few months ago or last year, I'm not sure when. And usually, you know, in the airports, you know, I kind of keep to myself and, you know, we all know people in the airports that chat up to people at the you know bar having a drink right like just (laughs) shush you know And, and this this woman was you know chatting me up and i was answering and you know she was talking about how um at her workplace she gets to go around and talk to people and you know be a part of their um lgbtq um uh employee resource group right so her job is you know Helping her employer and other people in, in their company see her as you know a valuable you know contributor of of their success, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so cool that that's a job. Um, and I said, we didn't have that <laughs> when I was when I was you know getting getting my you know career ladder rungs you know lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I told you know sometimes I was you know more afraid than than not. And, and this woman said, and it caught me off guard, and then I had to chide myself for not wanting to talk to her. Um, she goes, you know what? Thank you for going first. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you for helping to create this path mm-hmm. that, that she now gets to walk. Yes. And I said, I, I, I love watching and, and being around young people now who have so, ha, who, who can embrace who they are mm-hmm. um, at a much younger age um, than than I was able to, okay. um, and it's still it's not without its fears and its its challenges, um, uh, and and sometimes even more so uh, for our young people. Um, but that's that again. That's partly why I do this work. It's partly how I you know share my philanthropy. Um, I know we'll talk a little bit more, but the other thing I'm going to say about pride mm-hmm. is um, something that was such an important thing for me, uh, which which really brought up fear and love at the same time too. But in 2018, um, I went to Paris to be a part of the Gay Games, mm-hmm. and the Gay Games is like the Gay Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, there were um, 10,000 people from 60 different countries, um, and I danced in in dance sport um with my female uh, dance instructor um and and we competed in ballroom dancing and to be you know in that opening ceremony i mean picture the olympics you know we're all there carrying our flags and Mm. you know cheering for each other and you know our faces on the big jumbotron and all that i was so proud to be a part of that group and that this was such a bucket list thing for me too that was just so excited to be there and then in a in an instant, I said, "But somebody could hate us enough to cause harm because we're all in the same place at the same time
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this
1: in this stadium."
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So it, yeah. so it, all of a sudden we're like, mm-hmm. "There could be a hater that really hates us." Mm-hmm. And I okay. and I panicked for a second, mm-hmm. um, but then you know I I, I set it aside and. And went on to dance. Um, but so that was a little bit of both, because um, yes. there are still haters. Mm-hmm. um, and that's where I go back to that that prayer where there's hatred.
0: let let me so love. yeah um, uh, there's just not room for hate, yeah, and how did it feel? And then I want to say one reflection if if I can, um mm-hmm. about you dancing mm-hmm. and uh, the gift you gave my wife and I um but when you were then dancing because it's all of it right and you you're, you're sharing all of it and there will be there is the fear and there's reason for fear right mm-hmm. and there is the love and there's deep reason for love and again which do we f- which do we feed which do we connect to which but we have to have space and honesty for it all right and when you when you were able to dance in the gay games right like as a same sex partnership Mm-hmm. How did that feel to you? What did that mean to you in that moment?
1: Oh it, it, it was glorious. Yeah you know and, and we didn't win, but I competed, you know yes. I, And it, winning didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I w- it was it was as if my feet were floating, right yeah. that, I, that I can't remember my feet actually touching the ground because I'm yeah. dancing on a floor with you know 25 other women couples, you know in my mm-hmm. category. Yes. just dancing our hearts out mm-hmm. and it was just so i mean i almost don't remember it you know um and and with i had i had a fan club there i had family and friends you know going yay debbie and you know yay julianne and like it was it was just glorious You y- dancing and and i do dancing brings me such joy um yeah. and and it, it lets me show show my love um again through using my my body in in a way that lets me have some
0: fun yes I wanted I wanted to share that um and this is a connected thank you um for for the way you've lived um how you've loved um when I think about your legacy your living legacy right um it's big my friend like and Mm. Um, Lauren and I came to see you because you were in a dance competition, a same-sex mm-hmm. dance competition in Provincetown, mm-hmm. and it was so funny because in my mind I was like, "We're going to see you to be part of your fan club. We're going to cheer you on. We're going to encourage you." And the minute I saw you and Julian on the dance floor, I di- both Lauren and I just started crying. Like, mm-hmm. and it was this moment of. We never saw that growing up, right? We didn't even know that existed. We didn't even know that was possible. And the thing about someone living their truth and living it bravely, boldly, caring enough for themselves to work through all of those moments of hurt or let them be a part of the tapestry, right? To then still continue to express. I think back to that moment of like, if you had, if you would have in essence, put yourself back in the closet, right? Whether mm-hmm. in actuality or just in how you, you shared with the world. It's like the, the countless number of moments and examples and inspiration that you would have withheld, right? From this world. And in that moment of watching you dance, like, and of course we're like, ah! you know, like we're screaming our faces off while we're crying because I didn't, I didn't even have consciousness that I had been missing that, right? Mm-hmm. Until I saw you. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this exists. And like Lauren and I aren't taking dance classes yet, but but I think we will in the future. (laughs) Right? And I think it's because we saw you and- that kind of, and then we got to cheer and celebrate and like honor you. It all got to be there, but that's, there's that part of the ripple that you're not even planning for. <laughs> 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 you were like, I'm going to take ballroom dancing. You were like, cause someday Elizabeth and Lauren going to see this and be more confident at their wedding to dance, right. To get like, that's the thing about when we follow those impulses, right. Like we never know how mm-hmm. they're going to ripple and, um, mm-hmm. I want to – okay, what I want to do before I – there's, like, two final questions in our time, even though there's, like – I'm like, let's do <laughs> this every June. Debbie. I'm like, we'll see you next year. But um, but I want to ask two more questions. Um, but before we do that, we had connected on – because it is Pride Month mm-hmm. – And often it's like people are like, how can I support? How can I help? And we had talked about an organization. We're going to link this episode to in the post to that if people are in a place and want to donate and support this organization that's really close to your heart and very aligned um, with, with your values and the pride values. So yeah, could you share the organization and why this is an organization that like yeah, that our listeners would want to give to put on a support. Thank you. Um, yeah, the the organization that
1: I personally support and contribute to um, is is called One in Ten, and o w uh, w o n e, the letter n, the word t e n um, dot org, and it's an organization that focuses on uh, safe places for LGBTQ youth. Um, and you know, as I reflect on on how my life, uh, you know, turned and, and and ebbed, as as you mentioned, I really wish there was a. Pl- I really wish that I knew way back then what I was feeling, um, and and why I felt different in some, in, in many cases. Um, and that there would would have been a place for me to go to be around other young people um, in in an LGBTQ youth space. The I, I had the the great you know mentioning dancing. I had the great um, uh, privilege again to to dance in their competition last year. They have a a dancing for one in ten, and Julianne and I entered it and. I kind of begged them to let me dance because I've, I've watched them do this thing. And they, they have lots of young people dancing. Um, and I'm going, like, please let me do it. You know, I love to dance and I, I'll help raise money. And And I said, I want to put the OL back in LGBTQ. And they go, what? Like, yeah, the old lesbian <laughs> back. <laughs> and, and. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't win. We had fun. I got to wear purple sequins. Yeah, um, I was just going to say, what was your costume? Yeah. Tell I had, I had, a, I had purple sequin uh, tuxedo um, and uh, it, it was so fun. Uh, lots of cheers and lots of um, good, good, uh, good feelings there. But you know, People, you know, when when they heard my story, you know, really talking about, you know, part of what I've shared today, that you know, there were lots of parts in my life where I could not and did not feel like I could be fully myself, yes, um, and you know, wishing there could have been something like a one in ten when I was younger. Yes, Um, that I could have turned to. And that's that's partly what they they have incredible programs that not only help folks um, understand what they're going through. Right. It it just, you know, sometimes navigating families that have kicked them out. Yes. Um, dealing with, with housing, with uh, workforce development and job readiness and, and creativity. They just every oh they do this really cool thing called camp Outdoors where you go camping um, and, and to be yourself in, in all of these things for, for these young folks. I just am so, so thrilled to support one in ten uh, personally and, and partner with them as, as agency in, in town
0: yes yes thank you for sharing that lauren and i are going to make a donation the love says podcast is going to make a donation (laughs) anyone else who wants to make a donation uh again we're going to put to the link but it's one n the letter n 10 Mm -hmm. um okay total this is a little bit of a side first of all when you said ol i was like you're an al you're an ageless lesbian (laughs) you're you're ageless my friend. But what was your very favorite costume you ever wore dancing? And then I'll tell you my favorite costume of yours you ever wore dancing. Uh,
1: are you trying to get me to say that I dressed <laughs> up as Elvis? Yeah, was <laughs> that your favorite?
0: That was, that was one of my favorites.
1: It was a I favorite. It. it was a, definitely a favorite. I don't know. I might. I might like the purple sequins a little bit better. Yeah, but I was full on Elvis um, with. And you know, people can't see, but I've got salt and pepper hair, mostly salt, um, and and I had a jet black uh, Elvis wig on, <laughs> and and one of my friends, you know, did my face, so I, it, that might the contours of my face looked a little bit different, and and I and Julianne blinged my Elvis cape with all kinds of crystals, so I just yeah, I was the cape was amazing. The cape was amazing. Yeah.
0: Oh, I loved it. Thank yeah. you.
1: We, we Thank did a, you. we did a samba.
0: Oh, maybe when we post this, we could post some, I may get some pictures of you in some of your <laughs> outfits Are you at the geek <laughs> games or you and your, your, oh my gosh, the purple sequence. It's like, oh, it's so someday we'll be part of a dance something together. That's Let's one do it. Dreams. Let's That's do it. Um, okay. Two final questions and maybe just cause you got to go back to your important work in a moment. So, so we'll probably make them a little bit shorter, but the one question before we, the last one that I always ask, but my, the question that popped this morning, and I was just so curious, i we've talked about little you quite a bit today, but I am just curious what five-year-old you would be most amazed by in your life right now. <laughs>
1: i'm chuckling uh five-year-old debbie would be amazed that i never wear dresses <laughs> again you know i I, yeah. I i my my family was so very proud of their little daughter and mm-hmm. i had so many frilly little dresses that i got mm-hmm. dressed in every day for school mm-hmm. which i did not like because they itched and you couldn't play as well yeah yeah so, I think five year old little Debbie would say, "You would never have to wear frilly dresses again." Yes, but you get to wear blinged out cape. I get to wear Come blinged on. out cape and sequins <laughs> if I want to right yeah. I, and And yeah. what else would she say? I think that's what she would say. I you know the five year old debbie that just clicked into my head was the debbie that that helped a, a young man in my class tie his shoes. Because I knew how to tie shoes, and he didn't, and we were having a game for people to put find their shoes and tie them. and yeah. And this kid was going to be last because he didn't know how to tie his shoes. So I just tied his shoes for him, yeah, and he yeah. so again, that's that's love. that's a five year old Debbie love, you know? I could that's tie your shoes
0: love. that's love. and i I just I feel like five year old Debbie and I would both just want to honor you for the commitment to love, like your deep commitment to love through. Some incredibly challenging terrain <laughs> and some absolutely beautiful terrain. Mm-hmm. It's like what you continue to commit. I just am imagining. Yeah, she's like five year old. you're looking at you, and you're like, you're not wearing a dress. And this is what you do in the world. I know and they're paying like, you. Oh. They're paying you for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you dance in the gay games, and you you sit and watch your hummingbirds. Like it just. <laughs> she just you know. Yeah. Okay. My last my last question for now for just this conversation is where is love calling you now and next? Hmm. Right now love love
1: is calling me right where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm right where I'm at um in Phoenix uh, literally on purpose and with intention. Mm-hmm. Um and calling out for, for connection with, with more people that want to have and, and share, you know, love. And next, love is love is calling me to, to realize that I need to retire mm-hmm. because love also wants me to make space for the next leader that's coming into this YW space mm-hmm. or into our community in another space. Mm-hmm. And that that's also love telling me it's it's time to yeah. to retire you know, again next two or three years um, succession plans all that kind of thing to be sure the organization is thriving but it is I mean our team is doing fabulously our board is engaged and so it's the right time so many times I watch leaders sit in the chair for too long and then it's then all the young talent goes someplace else.
0: Yes. Yes. So
1: I want to, I want to use how I'm feeling love to, to move out of the chair uh, so that someone else can, can
0: lead. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So, 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 is there anything you didn't get to say that you want to say out loud before we close? No, I think this was just beautiful. And
1: thank you for the opportunity for me to, to, own my own love um, and, and to share it in this way. Uh, My hummingbirds hear it every day, but they don't always, you know, feed it back to me. (laughs) It's nice to, to hear it out loud. And I hope everybody can, you know, tomorrow morning and the next day, wake up and say, hello, love.
0: Hello, love. (laughs) I may put it on a little note card next to my, on top of our phones. Let's do that. Like, let's do the Debbie and be like, "Hello, love," and then we'll see what other accents come through. But I love that. And thank you for sharing your truth. Thank you for sharing your highs and lows. Thank you for your perspectives, your heart, your humanity. It is like a deep, deep. I think back to the moment we by kind of chance, we're introduced into each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine not knowing you. And that makes me think the universe is, was was mm-hmm. weaving those threads together. Um, but I just, I really, really honor and respect you. And I want to say thank you for the life that you have lived and you continue to lead because it is an inspiration and a grounding for us all. Well, thank you very much. Thank you and right back at (laughs) you. Right back at you. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Debbie and I on part two. And from a place in Maine and a place in Arizona, we are sending you so much love. We will talk with you soon. Okay, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Love Says Podcast. And speaking of thanks, I want to give thanks to the Love Says Podcast team for their creativity, their care, and their creation of this project. I also wanna thank the Patreon patrons for their monthly support that financially allow this project to continue and to grow. And if you would like to support the podcast, there are three great ways to do so. The first is you can rate and leave an authentic love-filled review wherever you're listening to this podcast. The second is you can send a one-time gift donation to the podcast on Venmo at the Love Says Podcast. And the third option is you can become a patron patron over at patreon.com forward slash the Love Says Podcast. And you can sign up on Patreon starting at five dollars a month to become a donor to this project. And in exchange you will receive fun resources, audios, calendars, fun things to go with the episodes, and you also will receive discounted and special pricing for most of my virtual and in-person experiences and offerings. So thank you for being here. And most importantly of all, thank you for bringing your energy of love into this world. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.